Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah, I'm all right, man. Nice. Still breathing. What about you? Oh, yeah, still breathing and more. Yeah, yeah. What's the more? Just still breathing and me and more. I love you. Yeah, more. You've been working out today. Oh, big bloody time. Yeah, done a little yeah. uh, 50 minute um, five o kickboxing exercise. Yeah, five o. Nice. What on YouTube or just yeah, sort yeah. of self yeah. Yeah, self no, no. tour? Yeah, you yeah, know, shout out my Hasfit tribe. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. One time at school, this is random, but um, right, I lied about uh, being really good at karate. Oh, yeah. And in front of the whole class, the teacher was like, Hugo, you're really good at karate. Would you mind showing us the moves? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Basically, just made it up. <laughs> I thought that's what you might be doing in your living room. Yeah, sort of. I mean, I'd sort of go with my own wave. Mm. If one of the examples he's telling me to do is slightly too hard for me. Yeah, just do the sort of press-ups on your knees. On your knees, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fine, that counts. Come on, I've, I've done loads of his exercises. This one I could do on my knees. <laughs> I'll do the next one properly. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, what about you? You've been exercising? Uh, no, nah, not recently, you know. Yeah, you don't need Like it. walking the dog an hour a day. Yeah, that burns a lot, boy. Oh, yeah. Well, it does, can do. Depends how far you go. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? How far did I go? An hour? <laughs> yeah, about, <laughs> I'll tell you, about 6K. Woo, that's all right. It's not bad. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. That's the job. You know what I mean? Keeps me in shape. At a dog's pace, are you running alongside it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sprinting. Are you throwing a ball and then chasing yourself trying to beat the dog? Yeah, he's licking his ass and just uh, sort of getting <laughs> yeah. distracted by other walkers. Yeah, <laughs> sick. Well, you know, yeah. whatever gets you in shape. Yeah, jump up at them. They love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Do you know who else loves all that? <sighs> Tell me. Oh, today's guest. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a common hobby. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can't guarantee if they like it, but it links in nicely, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Today's guest is someone very special. Someone mm. who we've been fans of from early. Someone mm-hmm. whose tracks have never left my Percy playlist. Never. Someone that hails from many parts of the world but helped shape the Brum sound and put 0121 on the map. Not only is this person a violently skilled lyricist, but he's also Violent. been known to sing sweet tones on a record. Mm, bring the pain, baby. 
yeah, yeah, and has mastered the art of song making. The rapper, the clothing brand owner, the singer, Brum's finest, it's Yassine Rose. Bang, bang, bang. This is nothing more than an intro. Hey, hey. Oh, yes, man, like nice. Okay, <laughs> bumping that rose all day. What are you saying? Yeah, good man. How are you? Good to finally, like, yeah. Are we, are we on? Is this it? We're on and popping, baby. Yeah, we're on, bro. We're popping, baby. This is it. You know, do you know what we were just saying as well? You're the only rapper that's coming on time as well. I like to be on time. Do you know what? I was the worst for that shit, you know? Yeah. I used to have people waiting outside my house for hours and shit. When the business gets involved, bro, I have to be on time. You, know? you got to be on time, man. Yeah. The last couple of years, bro, I like to pride myself on that shit. That's what everyone says about Rose. They're like, <laughs> damn, he's always on, on time. time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How's the last fucking year been for you, bro? It's been crazy, bro, but it's been sick, man. Like, I hate to say it because I know a lot of people, like, had a rough year. Mm. It was one of the best years of my life for me, do you know what I'm saying? Productive. Productive, bro, and just, like, just got on with it, man. I felt like the world paused for me, do you know what I'm saying? And I just mm-hmm. like to do my own thing, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? But yeah. I, was, I was saying this earlier because I just kept, I just did an um, interview with Grim Sickers for his new radio show. Oh, sick. Yeah, shout out Grim. Yeah. You know what? His album sounding crazy as well. Yeah. I was saying to him, I was like, bro, the one good thing about me, like if the one talent I might have is that I could just make good things out of bad situations. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it was a good year, bro. I got married. I did everything I need to do. Do you know what I'm saying? I got I got to catch up with my music, bro. Like life and moving so fast. Yeah. Really get time to sit down with my music, and this this was a good time for that. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel like obviously it was a weird time, but creatively, strangely enough, when it feels like there's no um no rush for something, no like like competition. It's actually when you feel like, I do want to do shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I do want to get creative. I feel like for the creative people, it's definitely, bro, pe- people should have took this as a blessing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. The world literally stopped for us. We were the only people that could yeah. carry on working. Yeah, yeah, you know it's, what true. I'm it's true. It's like, true. Yeah. yeah, man. So it's a blessing for me, bro. Yeah. I'm over it now, though. I want everything to open back up now. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Stop, stop yeah. playing live and enjoying it. Yeah, listen, a year's enough to to stack creatively, and then we're ready to go. Again, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like there's a lot of artists holding on to stuff at the moment because yeah. of lockdown. They were so productive, but they they're worried about dropping it, about timing. And I, I rate that you dropped it when we when people needed it. Yeah, yeah but you know what's mad. The reason I dropped that, like I was working on Brom Life 2 and we started working on that and then lockdown happened and we still carried on working on it. Like like when we thought lockdown would be a short period, after Mm -hmm. a bit, bro, when I realised like this shit ain't opening back up, I said to DX, I was like, you know what, we need to, we kind of, Brom Life's too big for, for, to to be put out during lockdown. Like we want to put shows, I want the artists to Mm -hmm. come freely, you know what I'm saying? And, and yeah. work and this and that. So I was like, you know what, let's pause that for a bit, but let's still put something out quickly kind of thing. Like we've already promised yeah. music. It's been a long time. We've started working. And that's how 3310 came about. But really it was supposed to be Brum Life too. But shouts out to lockdown. So yeah. 
know what I'm saying? That's it, though. I think it's, like you guys said, a lot of people are scared to drop things, but this is a time where people are listening to things, are needing yeah. things to get yeah, them yeah. through. Do you know what I mean? And they got time. And I know this might just be the taster of what's to come, but it was super important. Do you know what I mean? It's interesting you say about... Um, you wanted freedom for artists to come and go easier than lockdown or whatever. Because 3310, you've just got your brother, JK and Bowser, in it, So it's all a yeah, bum Exactly. Team. Yeah. With that album yeah. as well, bro, like, we kind of just locked into a space, created this bubble where, like, because we were, the whole thing with this, with this album, bro, is, the whole thing with my music is, like, I never want to do what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. But at the beginning of like, when we started to make Brum Life 2, I said to DX, I was like, bro, we need to come up with like a whole new sound. Like before me and DX fully linked up, where before I made him like the sole producer for the whole album, I was mm-hmm. going from studio to studio and everybody was kind of playing with sick music, but it was all on the, on the like basis of what's happening today. A lot of drill and you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I was just like, I just like, there was no inspiration for me. I hate copying people, do you know what I'm saying? Or feel like I'm copying yeah. people. Yeah. It gets boring. Unless, it does, bro. Do you know what I'm saying? Unless someone evolves it into their own Yeah, if you do, thing. exactly. That's what I say about drill. I like when people like do their own, put their own twist to it, like pop songs, yeah. for yeah. instance. But when it just becomes yeah. repetitive and they're using the same flow, the same sound, the same lingos, it's like you, you just, you'd just be another one of them to jump on it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like... um that, happen- that happens with all sounds, though. Like, when Grime yeah. first came out, you had your 30 superheroes that all had their own style, yeah. innit? And then there's a whole wave of that where they would just do just a classic Grime sound, and that's it. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what's happening now that's with Drill, right. innit? It's just rinsed out, bro. Really yeah. just, instead of leaving that to the people that do that, well, yeah. it's like, yeah. oh, I, I want to be seen, so I'm going to jump on that. Things True. just get rinsed True. out quickly. Yeah. But yeah, man, like, with this, bro, we just came up with a whole new sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what just got us going, man. That's what inspired me again to release music and stuff because mm-hmm. that's the main thing for me, bro. Like, it really needs to mean something to me. I need to be proud of it. I need to know that I've done something new or added something to the culture as opposed to just... Yeah, for sure. Doing the same. I mean, we can tell because it's been a while. Do you know what I mean? We talk about this all the time. Like, when I message you, where's the new music? Where's the new music? It's good that you don't just put it out just for the sake of it. You put it out when you actually, like... Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, feel it was, something. It was, it was ages, bro. Like, like I said, I was going from studio to studio. I've rec- recorded lots of bits, you know what I'm saying? But just nothing I wanted to release, man. Nothing, like, there wasn't yeah. enough of it. And, and again, I like to release bodies of work. I don't like to just put out the one song. I like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Um, this is um, a very useful part of the show. Um, for when you um, need things to do it's the recommendation part well yeah we'll talk more on the on the album in depth in a bit but um just to start with like i guess obviously we've all been we've all been indoors more than we'd like to be so we've been watching things i know me and you've been talking about things and that but have you got any recommendations or any things you've been watching for the people well you're you're my best recommender by the way (laughs) Four blocks, bro. Yeah. He just came out of that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I, I want to rewatch the whole thing, but definitely four blocks, which is up there. That's the, the German one. Then Gamora. I keep telling you about Gamora. Man. Yeah, I need to yeah. see that. Have you heard of Gamora or watched it? No, I've heard of you it. Need to definitely tap in, man. I've seen the film and I've seen yeah, series I've seen one, the film. but I need to get back on it, man. Definitely, man. 
I just seen that they, they've got a, uh, they've got like a spin-off for it called The Immortal about about the main character. I won't give too much away, but oh, is it? I'm about to watch that. Yeah. Other than that, bro, my top four shows ever is uh, starting with Gamora. Secondly, Sopranos. I know you're a big fan of Sopranos. Yeah, man. Yeah. And then um, it has to be four blocks. Hard. Shouts out to Tony and Abbas, bro. Yeah. <laughs> What's sick about that show as well is that it's a lot of real rappers from from Berlin and that. And it's it just feels like it's not just made, like it, it, it feels like the people involved, at, you know, they're part of that world and you can feel that when you watch it. Do you know what I mean? Really well put together. And, and yeah. again, like, like again, we, we've, been, we've been looking into the German rap brother this. Yeah. yeah. Hard. I've been chatting to the main character, um, Abbas. Vais- how even Basel? Yeah. Yeah, he's just crazy, bro. But as soon as this all opens up, I'm looking to land out there. Yeah, shout out Gringo as well. He's hard, Gringo, isn't it? Oh, that whole yeah. Jesus, all of them, man. Yeah, yeah, Big yeah. Blood. Europe, the Europeans are killing it right now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like it's always been like that, like, you know, especially with like Paris, France. Mm. Like, those places always held the, the rap scene down really well. Like, massive. I watched place, a documentary yeah. on a French rapper and they're doing massive stadiums. Like, yeah. Like, and there's, it, there's not one Stormzy. There's, like, 20 mm. Stormzy. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, sick. I'm still waiting for that French TV series, though, man. Obviously, there's La Haine and... What's this Le- Lesbian Robales one? I can't even pronounce Yeah, you need to watch that, man. That's on Netflix as well. Is that a new one? Yeah, that's new. That's, the, yeah, it's hard. You need to watch La Haine first. Definitely. And, and, then, and then watch that. But I feel like there needs to be a TV series, man. Sick, right. And not only that, we need we need some better stuff happening here, man. No, I know, like, I know. Yeah, that, yeah. Bro, like up until now, you guys have got the best TV show to come out of. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Probably thank you, bro. We, we need like a top boys, good, but top boys like that. Do you know what I'm saying? Just that. The, yeah, it's just one part of the culture, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You need we need to see something with all the international gangs, different people from different cultures, and that for that, sure. Yeah, man. and also. Like everything's always based in London. London yeah. Exactly. yeah, it's boring. Like it's well, it's not Top Boy's not boring, but Top Boy's sick. Just... But the reality is, everyone's people are getting bits from everywhere, so it should be all yeah. mixed. Do you know what I mean? And people are flying up to Brown. People are flying up to Manny. Brother, I was just gonna like, say most of the stuff is coming from outside of London. Yeah, yeah. London, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely, man. London's too expensive, and it's got like the vibes going, man. That's why, like. Artists from Birmingham, Manchester, like they're more interesting and sick. Yeah. I hear that, man. I hear that. But it is all changing. I mean, look at music, bro. Look at music like fucking 10 years ago. You weren't getting people like in the charts from Manny and Brum and that. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it, it's all evolving, man. Yeah, definitely. It's just how, how it works. Isn't it? I, I, I like to yeah. compare it to like, if you look back at the hip hop game in the US where it started off in New York and then moved yeah. to LA and then down south and stuff. Atlanta. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's just kind of like that. Yeah, because there was a time in, in the 80s where it was uh, th- like people would think West Coast shit's whack. You know, we can't believe it now. You've got yeah, Snoop Dogg yeah. and Dr. Dre and everything. But like NWA like put people onto West Coast rap. Like, yeah, only yeah, exactly. when they came out, was yeah. it like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sick. But yeah, man, but, but, but the thing is, We'll always, the same as in America, they, they always look to New York for the is it recognition or like, yeah. kind of need certified. Yeah, yeah. But that's where, where we kind of didn't give a fuck. 
fuck. And I feel like it worked yeah. for us where we was like, bro, fuck, like, what mm. they're doing over there or what, like, obviously we respect it highly and, and it's, it's all good and that. But but it was like a vice where, like, they weren't really fucking with us. So we, like, yeah. we figured, you know what, just do our own thing and eventually they'll start to see. They'll take notice. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like what's happened just with uh, UK music in general. Everyone used to look towards America like, oh, well, exactly. we, need, we need them to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once they stopped, Suddenly, yeah. there. What do you know what I mean? So that's just how it is, isn't it? I feel like uh, I feel Skepta was the guy who kind of stopped it. Like, yeah, it was just like allow it, whatever. Yeah, allow it. Like. I hear that. I hear that. Shouts out to Skepta, one hundred. But a lot of Skepta's inspiration to move that way mm. came from him visiting Birmingham. Came from, oh, bro. You know what I'm saying? I know. Like even his got like. You see us with the people do nothing with the old school guns and that, yeah. That's how we, we used to. And then, then when that changed, I'd go, I'd go to like Custard Factory or wherever. I got to Birmingham, yeah, yeah. And and I'm talking about like when everyone would say was wearing like New Era caps, dressing more American. Here, I go up there in Birmingham, everyone's wearing Lacoste and shit like that. Exactly. And I'm like, like, then when I see Skepta, I'm like, raw, he's dressing like the Manny and Birmingham dons back then. Do you know what I mean? Bro, and he and he, obviously, like. Bro, no matter how big or small you are, you, you draw, you get inspiration from everywhere. Yeah. And he saw the organicness and and the like. Mm. We didn't give a fuck at or like we weren't trying to. We were so far from radio play that we didn't even we didn't even entertain it. So yeah. we literally was making songs for people around us, for people that enjoyed the stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Without thinking too deep into it, and I'm, and yeah. I feel like he definitely saw that. Because remember the beat, the straight up remix. Of course, that was. Oh, yeah. you look back at that. That was a pivotal moment for the whole of the UK going back into grind, which was definitely yeah. led by Skepta. Do you know what I'm saying? But it definitely was like it was. He he drew a lot. Of, he drew a lot of inspiration from here, bro. Like we just hundred percent. You can tell we created yeah. our own little scene, bro. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Ask if you don't ask, boy. You don't get Well, on that note, where did it all start for you, bro? Like, what what was your first like thing, like creatively? Was it rapping? Was it was it MCing? Was it the clothes? Like, what what was the thing that like inspired you when you was young, and and how did it start? Bro, like, I loved hip hop all my life, like heavily, like two pack and stuff like that. Like, I was a heavy West Coast man. What are you saying back in the day? Where where were you? Where were you born as well? So, so I was born in Sudan. Yeah. In Africa, yeah, yeah. in a little bit yeah, yeah. more than fashion. Yeah. And then we used to we used to travel back and forth because of my because of my pops. He's from he's from the UK. Well, he's okay. half Irish, a quarter English, a quarter Indian. Wow. Oh well, hold on. Let's get your full mix first. <laughs> and then where's your mum from? My pops is from my pops' mother is Irish. Yeah. yeah. Like one of the most influential women in my life. Like she kind of like when my Everybody gave up on me kind of thing as a kid. She was like, she took over my life kind of thing. He used to take me to school, all sorts. And she married my grandfather, who was here during the war. And he's half Indian, half English. Right. Then you got my mother, who was in Sudan. Her father's from Libya. Wow. Such a mad long story. And he migrated from Libya during the war. Um, Actually walked from Libya with his mother to Sudan. And halfway through the Chad... His mother passed away. Wow. So he, he was about seven years old at the time. It's crazy. Like oh, seven-year-old those days is like a 17-year-old now. Of course, yeah. yeah. 
so he met, this was in Chad, like halfway between Libya and Sudan. Yeah. And met a little kid his age, like a little Chadian kid, or whatever you call them. Um, and they, they got two donkeys together, or two horses together, or something. And he carried on a mission with him to Sudan, like just this little orphan kid. And my granddad ended up in Sudan by the age of like 10, 11 years old in this little village where I was later born. I was born in, in his house, the same house that he wow. eventually built. Yeah. And he ended up in Sudan, fair-skinned in Sudan, which is everybody's dark skin. He married my grandmother, who's Sudanese, very dark skin. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's kind of weird. And then my, my dad, years later, traveled to Sudan, like kind of just, just traveled over there. And that's how he met my mum, and that's how I came about. Do you know what I'm saying? Wow. Anyway, so back and forth after I was born, my dad would, like, literally one day my dad would walk in the room like, we're leaving back to England tomorrow. We're like, what the fuck? Like that, I did that all my life up until yeah. like I was like I was 17, 18. Oh shit. Wow. Was that was that always to Bromden? Oh wait, now nah, at the beginning it was to London. I used to live oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I used to live down like around Ealing, that sort of way. Yeah, yeah, really? West, that's near Brentford, bro. That's where I'm from. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where your the studio is as well. I remember that. Yeah. Ealing, yeah. man. Any, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was until, like, it was back and forth to London until, like, I was seven, six, seven years old. Then we'd move to Birmingham. So then right. it was back and forth to Birmingham. And then I went up to, like, 18, 17, 18, kind of just stayed in Birmingham, go back for holidays and whatnot to visit. Right. And I had my cousin out there. So the, the question was about the music, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I had my cousin out there a few years older than me, yeah? I remember coming back to Sudan once, like, when I was, like, 12 years old. And he was like, translate this for me. I was like, what the fuck is this? And he was like, took me into a room and stuff, little cassette playing, played Tupac. <laughs> and he was like, tell me what he's saying. And like, looking back, he must have been so invested in, in yeah, this yeah. person that he was like, yo, I need to know what he's saying. This is yeah, so yeah, fucking yeah. hard. I, yeah. I don't know what he's saying. Exactly. <laughs> but this is me. I remember saying to him, oh, there's a lot of swear words. Like, I'm not allowed to swear. He's like, shut yeah. up, man. Just fucking tell me what's going on. And bro, like, I just ended up, he was like, like I said, he was a few years older than me. And he was proper, like, on this gangster shit, if you'd call it. And I just followed him, bro. I just literally from that tape and, and explaining to him what, kind of explaining, because I didn't really know what the fuck Tupac was saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from there on, bro, it was just like me and him was walking around in Tupac t-shirts. Yeah. It was like, fuck Biggie, you can't listen to Biggie. Yeah, yeah. Illuminati on my yeah, mind, so. You know, like that, bro. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. And, and, and he just used to take me to these mad, like, you can't even call them raves, bro. They're like just these mad linkups that that people his age was having. That sounds sick. It was like two pack schools, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. Who could look the most like two pack? Obviously, I was too <laughs> fucking fair skin, but everybody else, bro, they're shaving their head, they're doing the bandana, they're right yeah. ugly like on this, bro. It was it was crazy. That's hard. <laughs> Out in Libya, yeah. No, this is in Sudan. Sudan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, yeah. Were they interested in, like, the, the sort of uh, political aspect that you're coming from as well? And, like, because of what's happening there, or were they literally just like, this is sick, and we're into the gangster shit, even though what they're not from What do you mean, what, what the, the political aspect that Tupac had? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, you know, but they was all on the same shit. They were doing their gangster shit, like, over Right, there. right. So it's like narrating their life. Exactly, bro. Yeah. And, and I remember somebody saying to me, like my friend, one of my very good friends here, he's really into New York shit. Like I love yeah. all of it, but 
like West Coast is my thing. And, and I was like, and we were talking about it one day and he was like, do you know what it is? It makes sense. Like, cause you were in a hot country mm, where mm. LA music was kind of like, it was made for driving around in hot countries. And yeah. he goes like the New York stuff was more relatable to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. You lot would have been fucked if you were going to try and wear the puffy jackets and the big woody yeah, hats, yeah, yeah. <laughs> A lot of people fainting. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas like Tupac was just like reckless. Just... Yeah, and a lot of West Coast yeah. is super melodic as well, like Bone Thugs, even Tupac, like he kind of yeah. sings the oh, harmonies sure. in there. The first proper album I listened to, like again, so now what you'd have to do was just wait for somebody to borrow your CD. Yeah, yeah. Because like, there, there was no TV, no fucking radio, nothing. And I remember like when my boy had come, and he gave me crazy ball, thug mentality. Oh, wow. oh shit. Yeah. QG Weeby. That's the first album, like a, a proper. That's quite niche as well, one of their solo albums. It is mad. The, the guy that gave it to me, he 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 was doing the same thing from America, like traveling mm. back and forth. So okay. He with all the new shit and passed it on. And he was like, yeah. no, I need to listen to this. But yeah, and, and you, you're right. It was very melodic, man, when I think back of it. Like, I, I remember as well, like, I didn't watch any music videos again because, so say I started listening to that around 12. Yeah. And I didn't come back to the UK till 14. And when I came back, I put all my friends on. And then, then I kind of learned, I didn't know there was music. I, I don't know. I just didn't ever think about music videos. And mm. I remember, like, one day somebody showed me a two-pack music video, bro, and it was that sick. I was like... Oh my fucking day. <laughs> we, we was envisioning it like ourselves. Yeah. Then when I seen it, I was like, yo, I need to get the fuck to LA. <laughs> yeah, seems walking down by the bull ring like two pack in California love video. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Do you reckon that's... Because I always wondered why you weren't... Um, like, a lot of your friends are part of the grime scene, but I never really relate you to the grime scene. Like, because that's a very... You know, that's more of a, like... A, I guess a British thing, isn't it? That's not like... You know what I mean? Mm. Whereas you're more like this worldwide child that got... And and, every, and to be honest, if you live in another country, you're going to hear things from America. You're not hearing them from yeah. England, really. Grime was, grime was mad in Birmingham. It was like... It was almost fucking frowned upon by the street people. Like it was like, what the fuck yeah. is that? When I was coming back, they was they were still listening to Tupac and yeah. Dog and Dre. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. all the others and and the Wu Tangs and this and that. And it was only like a few kids over there, kind of thing, doing their little grime thing. Yeah. And it just didn't never translate to us. And those days as well in grime. <clears throat> this is why I love like this. Is why I respect like my bro JK so much and stuff like. When people came in with the lyrics into grind, that's when that's when I could fuck with it. That's when I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But remember the early days, like it was just a lot. Oh, of it's like, very simple. To be honest, like I'm I'm 35 years old, isn't it? So I was there from before it, and and, and at that time I was mad into hit. Like I started off with Garage Jungle when I was younger and that, and then by that time I was mad into hip hop. So I'm thinking, what? They're not really saying anything on this. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. to hip hop, like you just wouldn't have understood. It. Yeah, yes, to get the whole grind thing. Yeah, for sure. And you're right. Like all my friends were always doing grind, and I even got like yeah. They used to say to me, "Yo, come join this crew, join that crew." I was like, "What?" Now? I was like, "Man, I'm not. <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm doing this." You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But I didn't, I didn't get into music very late. Later on in my life, like oh really? Yeah, my first my first project was in 2015, and I'd only 
been fucked like fucking about with the music for like a couple years before then just kind of messing about my brother Tigger mm. is his good friend at the time the guy that I later on started the life the clothing mm. companies with Basil they used to rap as kids like I'm on about from Sudan yeah yeah and then he kind of moved to to UK as well so they, those two would like together all the time and they, they formed a group like I even gave them their name for it and shit I remember them running up to me like Give us, no, no, no. Tigger ran up to me like, I need a rap name. I was like, Tigger. And then they carried on doing it. And then I remember we was, I was in Leeds for like a year. I had to live up there for a bit. Mm. And my brother Tigger was there. And he, every other every other weekend, he'd like he'd be like, oh, I'm going to London. I got a show to do. I was like, what? What do you mean show? He's like, oh, like my rapping thing. Long story short, a few months later, he's like, oh, yeah, I've got a big show. Um at the Trafalgar Square, remember like uh, Love Music Hate Racism? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, I'm doing that. I was like, Trafalgar Square? He's like, yeah, he's like, come to this one, man. So it's like, you know, fuck this, this is looking like you are around to something. Yeah. So I remember I got on the train, went went to London, coming up outside of the train station or the subway, and like it comes out into the square, and as yeah, it comes yeah, yeah. out, I can hear my brother's voice and pass on. I'm like, what? Yeah. I come out and there's just fucking thousands of people, bro. Obviously, they'd had them on the bill like earlier on on the show. So I come out and they're just two of them both running up and down the stage, just going mad in the crowds, feeling. I was like, yo. And then I remember they did like a standing ovation for them and or what would you call it? An encore. And like, ask, they said, yo, please bring them kids back on, sort of thing. They brought them back on this and that. Anyway, long story short, when we get back home, I was like, yo, this is kind of serious. And they're like, you are doing this thing? He's like, yeah, man. I was like, you know what, then? I'll build a studio and I'll learn how to make beats or something, but I'll make Bruh. a studio. So he's like, I could take this shit serious. So we made the studio bit by bit. The equipment was coming, this and that. And then I remember we had the, the mic was one of the first things that came before, like the producing equipment. So like he put a beat on and I just started like kind of freestyling on it, just chatting shit and it was terrible. But <laughs> everybody I was hearing, it was like, yo, the thing is you sound very good though. It sounds good, it sounds good. And then I was like, I was heavy out there, do you know what I'm saying? So people was like, oh shit, and you're saying that like you're talking that shit, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, I swear it was my friends, they basically keep saying like, yo, make us another song. I used to make a song for like 10, 15 people for them just to play. That's sick, yeah. And a bit by bit, then I moved back to Birmingham and we're doing it more and more. And then I was like, you know what? We need to open a studio here. When I got this massive fucking warehouse, bro, where kind of like the Birmingham scene kind of, bro, evolved from, do you know what I'm saying? There was things happening before there, but but in this studio, like it's the most famous studio to ever, you know what I'm saying? We, yeah. Like we had in Birmingham, bro, like everybody from JK to Socks to, Daps to whoever you could think of, do you know what I'm saying? Hone their skills in there, bro. We still we learn how to make music in their proper music. We record every day. We throw the maddest parties in there, like for like bro, years, bro. And that's that's how Brum Life came about. Okay. And after a bit, it's like, bro, like everybody's coming here. Do you know it only makes sense for me to make an album like that? Is that how you met everyone then? Was it through like were getting around that, that you're this guy that's got a studio or whatever, or did you know a lot of them before it? Like, as in JK, and JK from the same ends, like down the road, he's a bit younger than me, so I was always like 
one of the oldest on the block. So it was just come like he was doing his thing and he was kind of bubbling out there. Yeah. It's just like obviously we have to link up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just straight away became like best friends kind of team, bro. I knew most of them, I knew what they knew of me, like from the roads kind of thing. And then yeah, and we used to have a, a, a well, we still have a good friend of ours called Subzi, who was he was yeah, man. Subzi. I know about Subzi, hard. He's a legend. He he was active in the game, and he kind of started bringing everybody to my studio, like socks and whoever oh, okay. else. I'm saying, yeah, well, it just kind of Birmingham's as it's, it's it's a small city, like you know, yeah. mm. everybody knows who's who. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, when um. This is random, but my cousin used to live in Birmingham and I went there and I, I played your tune. I don't know why, like maybe 2017. And when I was playing it, he was like, what did you say his name was? And I said, Yasin Rosa. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah. I think I know who that is, you know. And I was like, the fact that he knew who you were from that tune was just like, yeah, cool city. Birmingham, tick like that, bro. Like, yeah. yeah. Everybody knows each other like you're, you're only two three people away from each other do you know what I'm saying yeah I suppose if there's beef as well it means you can easily bump into each other isn't it and that's where kind of like where I came into it because I was the only person that was cool with everybody everybody had their little beefs yeah but like when you're in the studio with me bro I don't give a shit if you got beef with him or him bro there's no beef happening here do you know what I'm saying and yeah 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 that's kind of why I was the only person I was able to make from life like a lot of people don't know there was so much politics involved in Brum Life. Like, there's deep, yeah. deep stuff that's passed down from families, bro. Like, there's beefs that have been going on for years. Mm. And for me to have put those, that was probably like my proudest, the thing I'm most proud of about that album. Being able to show people, bro, there's, big, there's a bigger vision than just the little street beef. Let's just mm-hmm. make yeah. sound, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because at first, a lot of people was like, fuck, I'm not going on an album with him. I'm not. Let alone a song, like they didn't even want to be on that same album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying we've we've come a long way from there now. Like, but again, th- those days, bro, like there were no studio. Well, there was, but there was no like, and no artists had their own studio. Yeah, there was no hub for everybody to come to. There was no like, mm. there wasn't really a scene. There was just like a few people over there doing their thing. No, man, the hub's so important. Like, if 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 my room wasn't my bedroom studio wasn't a hub. Like it was meant to be for music, but really like built friendships there. Yeah, that's how we done. People just do nothing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, without that, this they, and they always start with somewhere basically that you can smoke. Yeah, so you got that in common, and then you get creative, and then it might. Yeah, it's meant to be music, but ended up being. Do you know what I mean, filming each other, and that. that's kind of like where a lot of the stuff that we see today kind of came from. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not saying that that I was responsible for any of it. I'm just saying that that studio was. Like the vibe that we all built together. Yeah. It's just like, it was just a home for the Birmingham scene. You know what I'm saying? Like, first time Jammer and Skepta and stuff used to come around. Mm, stuff like that. They would come there. That was the place to come. Yeah. Anybody that yeah, that's was out of town was like, come there. And it wasn't just rappers where we had cameramen, we had photographers, we were doing clothing. The first bits of merch to come out of Birmingham was, uh, we did the, um, because Invasion Alert were popping. You had Invasion Alert and you had State. Yeah. They were like the two that were doing yeah. it. And I was just like, the fuck? Like, you got all these fans and you're not, you're not selling anything. And this is just before, like, again, people was releasing, like, on iTunes and Spotify. I think it was even before Spotify was about. And that's how we started making clothes. It was like, bro, you got all, you've all these fans that, that, that want to wear your shit, they want to buy your shit sort of thing. 
and we made the t-shirts and it was proper successful. Then we started doing adverts for the t-shirts. Then mm. we, you know what I'm saying? We just started to turn it into more of a, into more of like something we can actually live off as opposed to it was just people were having fun. Then going yeah. to work, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After it became, yo, you can actually, this can actually become a living, something yeah, yeah. you love doing. Like, and sustainable rather than a, uh... Like looking to like, oh, are we gonna blow? Are we, we are we gonna? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, like, it's yeah. like, now nah, let's earn some money ourselves because yeah, yeah. we, we can't wait to just blow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Actually, bro, nobody <laughs> was thinking about blowing, bro. Yeah, right? yeah. Especially mad. like I said that time, being from like, like, no, if you're not from, I mean, it's hard enough doing music anyway, trying to blow. But at least if you're from London, that's where everyone's looking. If you're not from there, then you got to think of other ways, isn't it? Definitely, man. Definitely. And again, I think with us not caring about that is the reason that everybody came, bro, like I was saying earlier, man. Mm-hmm. It's, been, it's been a fucking beautiful journey, bro. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, yo! Yo! Ha ha! Ha 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 ha! Will everybody shut the fuck up? Settle down, settle down! You're in tune to the Chatting Shit Podcast! UK stand up! The world's greatest! The best there ever was that ever lived! Series 2 out now, motherfucker! Oh gosh! Ha-ha! Are you ready? Check it! Check Are you it! Ready? Check it! Is that where Life Clothing started then, around that time? Bro, I came out of... I came out of prison, bro, and my friend, the, the guy I'm on about, Basil, mm. him and my brother, Tigger, they both came and picked me up from jail in Liverpool. As soon as I jumped in, Basil, like, slapped a T-shirt on the dashboard. And I was like, what's this? He's like, you ain't got to sell no more. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do, like, clothing, brands, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I've always been into, like, like fashion and stuff, if that's yeah. that's what you call see, it. See a double Prada right now. Fresh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, so he he slapped that there. He's like, this is what we're gonna do. It wasn't life, it was it was it was something called um it's called die. So I had we had one before called die, which which stood for death is eternal. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so we had this we had the die clothing thing and it was going off. And then in the studio, this studio that I'm on about, like I said, we was throwing these mad parties and just living our life there. And we started this thing called, and I had a few different friends living in the studio. like, And it was just like this creative sick hub, bro, where like, we're just yeah. making shit happen and stuff. And we started this term called studio life. Like people used to come in and be like, how the fuck are you like, living here? Like kind of thing. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you don't know about studio life. And we just kept saying studio life, studio life. Then my boys phoned me again, Basil, Basil and Lisa, Leon. They then started te- doing the clothing thing together. I was part of it as well. And he was like, yo, you need to just do some shit called life. Like, drop the studio and just life. Like, that's you all over, do you know what I'm saying? And he came with the phrase, live yours, fuck everything. Oh, shit. I didn't even know that, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick. Didn't know what I stood for. 
saying that because it can be like a bit uh, misleading. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, live yours, fuck everything. I love <laughs> I'm fucking it. <laughs> <laughs> so again, bro, that, that came through that and then it was just, it was just, it just went the fuck off. At the beginning, like, we kind of just made, I just made t-shirts for us and caps and it was just for us. And then people, I remember somebody tweeted me. I used to get tweets saying, Yo, when can we buy the life stuff? I was like, oh, nah. Like, you lot can buy a diet. Life is just for us. Mm. Kind of knew. <laughs> <laughs> you don't die. We live. <laughs> I knew eventually I'm probably going to put this out. And then mm. I remember one kid tweeting me saying, nah, but that's not fair. I was like, fuck, you know, like, is that this, it, like, that's when I learned that you really are doing this stuff for other people. Do you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we just released it, bro. And then, and then, when I wanted to put this tape together, putting all the Birmingham artists in one, and I needed a name, it was like, yo, Brum life, like life in Brum kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. And just, and we've just been running with it ever since, bro. But it's kind of like fucking, it's just outgrown me now. There's an important lesson though, in, in the fact that all the things that you've done have always been for, like when you first started spitting, it was for yourself and the people around you. Do you know what I mean? Like, like when you first started life, it was for yourself and the people around you. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And if you if you do that, it means you care about it. Then people are attracted to that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's the same with people to do nothing. Like we literally filmed it so we could watch it back. Uh, just so our friends could laugh exactly. at it or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Because if you do things and you look at like what the the the, the end goal is, you you're never gonna get there. Never, bro. And and you know what? As much as people probably don't even think about it. But people know when something's organic or when it's been forced. Yeah, hundred too much. You know what I'm saying? And you can feel it, especially in England, bro. Like we're yeah. not like America. Like British yeah. people don't like things being forced out. Do you know what I'm saying? No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. they can sniff out a mile off, mate. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. if you walk into a shop here and someone goes, "Do you need help?" and within the- <laughs> you're like, "No." They like, think I'm trying to rob something. <laughs> <laughs> In America, within two seconds, they're like, you need any help today, sir? Yeah, <laughs> no, no. yeah that pisses me off, man. Yeah, Even though they're just doing their job, I'm all like, I, like in my mind, they're just being, they're just overdoing it. Either overdoing it or they think I'm up to no good or whatever, so I just don't want it. Yeah. You know I mean? They're kind of like, they're kind of bred for that, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. As soon as something comes out, you see, make sure whatever it is, you just... We got we to gotta get it. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, they actually believe that they're being patriotic by spending money in their... Age. I think yeah. probably are, but they really believe that, do you know what yeah. I'm saying? They're like, they, as a true American, I must, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's the yeah. land of the capitalists, isn't it, man? It's where it all came from. He's not even done a show in Birmingham. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? Hard. Like, yeah, always good, man. It's hard for brummies to show love. Do you know what I'm saying? They're very like. It's mad because we never see that. Like, we actually, yeah. depends what the crowd is. If it's like a uni crowd, they're not really from Brum, innit? So, yeah. so they're just getting in, innit? If it's like a mixed crowd, you could see. But it, I think it's different with us because. They know we're fucking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not yeah. trying to be, we're not trying to be saying we're not. Like, we're basically fucking about taking the piss out of ourselves a little bit while having fun. So if you if you don't want to have fun, you look like a dickhead. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we just want everyone to have a good time. We're not trying to convince the crowd that we're the best. Yeah. Like, Even though I know I am. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> In that moment. <laughs> yeah. 
You know, the first time I found out about you, so I got put onto JK. Actually, Marcus, you know, Marky, Taste Cadets. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he put me onto JK and you early. Obviously, not, not as early as some of the things you're talking about. But, like, he put me onto JK and then I found out about Invasion and all that. And you know, like, when you're watching YouTube and then other things are popping up yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then you come up. It was work with socks. Okay. Yeah, which like that's still like one of my favorite tunes, man. Probably because it's the first time I heard you, innit? <laughs> and then fucking the song that changed changed my life, everyone's life. Fucking, I don't know why. That hasn't left my playlist since I found out about it, mm. and I can listen I to it once a day. If I ever top it, bro. It's yeah. it's mad. I mean, things are different. Things progress. You should you should never want to top it, I guess, because you you need like you said before, you you want to be progressing you want to be changing it but i can still listen to that every day like when i was doing a bit of research and writing for this about you i put it on again and i was like it's like the first time i heard it yeah so talk, uh, talk us through how that tune came about and who made it and shit that's what i'm saying it's so mad it's why i trust processes because that song bro it was e-day i was making life and times yeah yeah and um, it was e-day and about seven, eight o'clock, it was just me and Tinga in the studio with the with the engineer. And I pulled this beat up. And I was waiting for the man to come, like we was gonna have a little session. I had like fucking 20 people coming around and that. Yeah. And bro, I had this beat on, like it's a very hazy memory. I had this beat on. And I just said like a couple of things to Tinga. Tinga's like, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. So I've gone into the booth, like I kind of go back and forth into the booth. Like I don't write nothing down. Yeah, yeah. Right. Biggie style, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro. So I've gone into the booth and I'll put a few things down. I come back out. As every time I come out, a few more people have come into the studio. And like I'm it ends up being a party. And this song in the background, and every now and then the engineer's like, yo, what you saying? Like, what the fuck, this song's still running. <laughs> this is the soundtrack to the party. <laughs> I go back in, put a few more bars, and just got it on loop. I go yeah. put a few more bars, then I think like I did the hook. Then I just stopped there. Then I came back, revisited it, finished it off. Then the day I filmed the video, then I put it into the album. But like, I wasn't thinking too much of it. I had, I had songs like I'd gone deeper and thought mm. more about and stuff like that. That's why it's not even the first. It's like the third video I filmed off of Life and Times. And then yeah. I, threw, I threw like a big street party. Um, I'd opened a new cafe, so we threw, and it was on this sick like road. So we, I'd, I'd set up this party, like a street barbecue. And I phoned the cameraman. I said, yo, I'm going to film a video there tomorrow. Come. He was like, what tune? I was like, I don't know, but come and we'll figure it out. So he came and it was such a mad day. I'm running around and he's there filming. He was like, what song are we doing? I was like, I don't know yet, but just keep filming all of this and then we'll, we'll tie it into something. And he'd come to me every few hours. He's like, yo, are you ready to like perform something? I was like, later, 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 later. Then he came back about eight o'clock. He's still filming the whole day. Came back at eight. He's like, he's like, bro, it's getting late. Like, do you know what song? And I was like, you know what? Pick one of these. I gave him like three songs. And I remember my friend saying something like, my friend Lisa's, he'd heard one of the songs and kept saying this bar to me. He was there at the party mistake yeah. saying to me, what's that bar? New number, old shuttles or something, yeah? Yeah, yeah. He kept saying that to me. So I was like, you know what? Do that one. And bro, we just filmed it. And boom, that song just went the fuck off. I just, I didn't even, I couldn't even, you know what I'm saying? 
and that's why I was saying I trust in like the organic stuff and and not overthinking stuff and do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Just letting things flow, bro. Because that's well, not... even the even the what like what's in the video, like the fact that like so many people are just out and stuff like that. You know, I mean? you know when you try to organize stuff like that, it's hard. Exactly, yeah. bro. Yeah. I hate shooting videos, by the way, so long. <laughs> that was it like, was a bit of a fact. It's yeah. fucking long, but that was just, per- and it fitted in so perfect. That's what I'm saying. It was all a fluke, to be honest. Yeah, I remember the first time I heard it was, Sipo, you WhatsApp me at yeah. the Spotify, and I was in the car, and I was like, I played it, and I was like, what the fuck is this? is amazing. Like yeah, he what? crashed the car. <laughs> Who is this? Out the whip. <laughs> and then I went to my studio in Ealing, and then I must have played it to a couple guys in there, and they were they, same as me. Like, what the fuck is this? Is sick. And then found the video. I remember I just landed in um, in Palmer, where DX is from, where mm-hmm. label partners are from. And I opened my DMs in Twitter. This is like just before Instagram was the one. And I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd had a DM from you, Beats. Yeah. And he was, and he was like, I remember the words. He's like, he was like, I don't know why it's a shlammer. S C H L. I was like, then I was like, I remember saying to you, oh, why don't you do a, a Speed Garage remix to it? And you're like, I don't actually do that shit. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> it's just a joke. I was like, <laughs> and I remember. Yeah, yeah. I figure out the whole thing. But yeah, man, it was fucking, I don't know why it was crazy. To this day, a lot of people tell me to re-release it and stuff like professionally. It yeah. is, you know, like you don't need to, man. It's perfect. Need to, yeah, yeah. Again, that was an old thing again. Yeah. You know, uh, who made the beat then? Bruv, it's some Canadian kid like that I just found on YouTube. He'd had like he had a, the beat that I'd found on YouTube was something else. So then we went onto his website. Because that that's why I used to do. I used to just sometimes find producers on there, go on to their website, hit them up and say, yo, fucking, obviously you want to sell beats, hit me up. And I right. found that beat. And then I remember later on, um, Nate Smalls did a version. Oh, oh, shit. And I've never seen my phone go the fuck off like that. Like, people <laughs> yeah. fighting, like, for me, sort of thing. There was like, that's not your song, that's his song. This and yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that must be the theme for Berman because that song could be in the charts bro do you know what I mean like, and, I, and I'm not even talking about now there's better hip hop in the charts I mean when they you know what I mean because it's catchy it's like a in the kindest way possible it's like a pop tune do, do you know what I mean like a yeah, yeah, yeah. song that's why that's why whenever like like these businessmen come around they're always like yo let me re-release this song for you and I'm like right. it looks like I can't make another one <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got loads more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one, they're like, this one though. Yeah. Like, fucking hell. Wait, listen, so let talk to us about 3310, man. Like, yeah. we spoke a little bit earlier, obviously, but you're looking to drop something like after the lockdown. But what was your thought process for this body of work? 3310, bro, it was um, like I started, me and DX had come together, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, he 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 made. Uh, you got married. Formed yeah. as one. <laughs> yeah, but he made all. The, that's what I want to know as well. Yeah, he's from. Where's he from? DX. He's from Colombia, living in Palmer. Okay. From Medellin, living in Palmer. Oh wow. shit! Okay. Mallorca gang. Mallorca yeah. gang, bro. Fucking love it out there. My boy, yeah. Scott Adams, aka Cynical. A lot of people know him Cynical. The guy that started the label with. Right. He lives. He moved. He again as well. 
we went on holiday one day to 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 Palmer to Magaluf. No, why not? <laughs> Me, JK, Depths at the time, rest in peace. Depths socks. Um, D two like a lovers bro. It was Skepta, yeah. Skepta had booked Jay and Depths and had to do the straight up remix and that. Okay. First, like link up with uh, Skepta abroad kind of thing. Like he was putting the man the man. He's mm-hmm. like, yo, come to fucking Magaluf. Uh, to do the show with me. So obviously it was a big moment for all of us, bro. Like, so the ones that could flew out there. Anyway, long story short, bro, I hollered Cynical. Cynical had just come back from uh, Magaluf the night before. And I'd just come back from somewhere as well and Jay's phone me saying, yo, we're going to fucking Magaluf, skip the show, this and that. I was like, yeah, definitely. So I phoned Cynical. I was like, blood, I know you just came back, but you need to come with us because he was the, he used to film us those days. Oh, okay. And he was like, yeah, say fuck it, I'm on it. So I, was, I found him a ticket. I could only find a one-way there. Mm-hmm. I was like, look, I can only find a one-way. When we get there, we'll, we'll book a return. And he's like, yeah, fuck it. We go there, we forget about the return flight. And the day we're flying out, he's just like, oh, shit. And we're all looking at him and he's like, don't worry, I'll come back tomorrow. Like, I'll, I'll go and book a ticket. He's, this was like five, six years ago. He's still there, yeah. <laughs> 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 he's still there. He got married to a girl from there, a Spanish girl. He's got Bruh. he's got a six year old kid now. Wow. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So it's mad how life works. But anyway, so I used to go, I used to go visit him out there. Yeah. The first time I went, he was like, ah, oh, because he films music with so so he put his name out there as filming music videos. So he knew a couple rappers. And he was like, oh, I'll take you to this rapper, like the biggest locally known rapper kind of thing. Went to his house, shouts out Los Angeles, my boy. Went to his house, bro, started recording. Came back to Palmer another, a, a couple more times. The second or third time I went there, he was like, my boy Los Angeles, the rapper, was like, I need to take you to this guy's studio. We go and it's DX, like with his home studio and stuff. Right. This is just after life and time. So this is like three, four years ago. And boom, me and him just like clicked, bro. It was like, he loved the way I was working. I loved the way he was working and stuff. And we just stayed in touch. I don't know if you're familiar with Car Boot Sale. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's the first song me and him made. Oh, oh but, you, but you dropped, but you dropped like three songs yeah, at the time, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I changed my name and shit, bro. Is that yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I fucked up, man. Like, <laughs> people trying to find it. Like, fuck, yeah. that's happened to me. Yeah, yeah. Man, my shit got lost. Yeah, he start my Spotify all again to like oh, clean man. it all up and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I don't know why the fuck I did all that. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, it was a good idea. Time, yeah, it was a good idea. It was like, yeah, this is what the fuck. But yeah, so me and him stayed in touch. I went back to Palmer. Every time I go back to Palmer, we'd record and shit. And then when I came, like I said, to to start making Brum Life too, and I'm, I'm visiting the studios around here, all the sick producers around here. Mm-hmm. And they just playing me, they playing me sick beats. I was saying earlier, but it was just very, like it was, it was every it's things that everybody else was doing. Yeah, yeah. Which I didn't want to do, and just like I couldn't get inspired, bro. And also, like I just wanted to, I wanted to fucking like just just create something different, bro, to to like anything that's out there. So one of the nights, I was like, boom! I just phoned DX. And we had this talk and whatnot. Like, I always knew, like, DX was musically just way too talented. A lot of the music he makes, bro, it's like, 
movie soundtracks. It's almost like, do you know what I'm saying? And right. I know yeah. Yeah. a lot of it at the time as well was heavily at the loop of what's happening here. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So with, after our talk and, and then he went back and researched the, the whole UK shit and stuff. Like just you know saying he's like, bro, he's one of the most talented people I've ever met and most passionate, which is more important than anything. Yeah, yeah. He treated this album like he made me have to like step my game up, do you know what I'm saying? And, and take yeah. it more seriously. And and bro, he 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 just started. He went and created a fucking sound. You know what I'm saying? Like things like that. I've I've never heard certain sounds together, and mm-hmm. especially not coming from out here anyway. And so he's like, you know what, bro? You need to come here this time. So he's come. We're making Brum Life two, and like I said, we stopped to start making thirty three ten. For the people that have been waiting as well for so long to have a body of work to release, just you in it. That's what it was, bro. I was like, you yeah. know, popular like. It's not firstly, like, I haven't released nothing in a while. Secondly, mm-hmm. in lockdown, like, we need Brum Life. We need the world to be open for Brum Life. Like, we want to do shows. Yeah. We want, like I was saying earlier. And and with Brum Life too, you're going to stick to the theme of the first one and have just loads of people from Brum on it, kind of, or, or like, Definitely. loads of, like, collaborations kind of thing. Definitely, yeah. Um, so he's like, but we still need to, we need to release that now. And, like, we've got, we've got a thing going on. Let's, let's get to it. Yeah, yeah. It's sick though. It's 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 like you said. It's a proper. It's a sound that's that is just part of that album. Do you know what I'm saying? Like talk, like man. one of my favorite tunes on the album is "Can't Stop." Yeah, and, and I just love the way that it's like, it's like real hip hop, but it's trappy, but it's also got that '80s vibe to it. Yeah, bro. hasn't got that like typical 808 snare. On yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So imagine imagine you saying that to the ex because it's so easy to say. And then yeah. he went and actually fucking made that. I, I, I was <laughs> like that. I was like, it needs yeah. to be kind of like this and kind of tracky, but no, 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 like just yeah, yeah. Insane. And he was like, okay, bro, okay, and just fucked off. And he, he wrote that he he researched that like he researched small heath, researched bird, yeah. researched yeah. studied yeah. every artist sort of thing. Like he took yeah. it to a whole nother level, bro. And then just soaked that all in. Yeah, bro, and came to Birmingham with that. It's a super cinematic album. Yeah, like, it yeah. is, bro. Sure. I really loved about it. Can't stop is a banger. I, I don't, I can't count the amount of times that I've tried to do that to people. It doesn't have to be music of anything. So, you know that when you don't really, if say if you're not the producer, you're trying to explain it, and then they come back, you're like, that's nothing what I meant. <laughs> what the fuck is that? That's why again. That's why I got so gassed. I was like, oh shit, like that's what I meant. You really do know what you're doing. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. More than I do. Like, I'm just chatting shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. just pretending I know. I was like, I was probably like halfway just trying to sound sick on the phone. Like, yeah, you know, it needs to be this. And he was like, yeah, he yeah. went into the lab like a scientist, bro, and, and came out with this fucking amazing product, bro. That's hard. That's so hard. did you record it all in Birmingham as well? Yeah, bro. Right. This is the booth, look. That's sick. And he's there, bro. So we, again, for it to sound like a movie, I feel like it was because we we made that conscious decision, bro, of just mm. locking in here and and mm-hmm. just not letting nobody in, blood, and literally living a movie. Like we went into a fucking into a two week, like, bro, like we didn't know what time it was, kind of thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I swear, bro. <laughs> like we didn't leave that. We didn't leave this spot. We didn't like, I was just literally yeah. checking in with everybody quickly, boom, back into like 
rapper mode, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, him wearing like fucking Medellin kind of England, do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. <laughs> He's like Just some... both with vests on. <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> Bro, we were, I was dressing up every night. Like I was, like, I was, I was abroad, and I was like coming out in like open shirt, silk shirt, <laughs> you know, like that. He, I walk in the room, he's like, what the, "Where the fuck are you going?" Like, I'm here, bro. <laughs> you know, loads of loads of bags of flour put into bricks around. Just, just play with it. <laughs> Fake calls to the plug and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drop a thousand though. Yeah. A thousand what? <laughs> what? I don't know. Wow, DJ Ostrich, why you stop the show? Well, I'll tell you, bro. This is the most important part. It's the question everybody wants to know. No, it is not what is your favorite jean fit. No, it is not what is your favorite size inch television. It's what is your favorite sandwich? Is it chicken? Is it shalami? Is it cheese? Is it ham? Is it pickle? Is it jam? These are all questions I'm sure you are thinking. But right now you're gonna find out on the Chat and Shit podcast. Yeah, baby, come on. Here's a question that um, we ask all our guests. But I know it's going to be close to your heart because me and you share a fa- passion for food. We always talk about it. And I feel like it explains a lot about a person. What is your... And in fact, because it's you, I'm going to give you top three. What's your top three sandwiches of all time? Ooh, sandwiches. You can and it can be like... Um, it can be a handheld. It can be like one of Randa Shwama. As opposed to what? What's like... What's like well, exactly. Shwama, it doesn't have to... It can be a, a shower to my... It can be... A, exactly, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, do you know what? One of my favorite sandwiches is just like a cheese sandwich. That's my go-to. Like if I ever buy a sandwich from like just a shelf or something. Yeah, yeah. Cheese like salad. Simple. I love Philly steak cheeses. Even though I've never mm. been to um Philly, Philly cheese steak, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've never tried one, bro. Banging, bro. Yeah. Ah, yeah, banging, proper banging. Then my third one is a student like a it's well falafel. But in yes. Sudan, we'll do we'll put falafel in like a French baguette with Oof. feta cheese. Oh nice. And tahini sauce. Yeah. Oh, Fuck. That's that's my that's definitely my top three. And that sounds fire that good cheeseburger yeah. as well. Good smashed cheeseburger. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Smash cheeseburger, definitely. Yeah. yeah the one, do you know what I'm saying? I think we're not allowed to put cheeseburger in them because people always pick a burger, innit? <laughs> <laughs> That's just too easy, that. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but listen, uh, so we come to the last part of the show. The three questions. Three questions. questions. And this part is we get uh, basically all our guests to ask us three questions each. Uh, to do with anything, yeah? Anything. Anything, anything. As, as weird, what, whatever. So what was what was it like being in Japan? Feel oh, it, man. Te- firstly, like taking something, like you said, that started off in a bedroom to then becoming like a national hit show, bro. One of the best. Crazy. And then nice. all these, the same people being together in Japan making doing the biggest thing do you know what i mean what was that like you know what it was crazy like i think all of us fell in love with it as well you know like sometimes you can be somewhere and some people are oh this is weird i want to go back we all we all love the place and 
just the fact that you're there with your best mates. Like, I couldn't complain, bro. Like, I'm with, with my best mate. Done this out of nothing. That's what, you know what I'm saying. Bro, like, like, and they're paying me to be here and do this. Like, yeah, I'm, I've won. It's surreal. It, I think, like, in the moment, because from when you get there until the end, pretty much, it's, it's all systems go. Like, you don't really have time to. You have moments, but not a lot to really enjoy it like until afterwards and when you get back that this is me that's like, Hugo's style no, yeah. no I enjoyed it at the time I yeah. loved it but yeah. when but especially with lockdown and coming back uh, now I'm like oh so blessed to have that opportunity and it's such an amazing place that's that that's that's as they say a good segue onto my next question here nice was yeah. that did like did this were you two kind of did you have this dynamic already where did this whole where did these characters stem from do you, yeah. know, do you know what I'm saying yeah it's a good question uh, basically uh, me me and Hugo out of everyone are probably the closest because we always had that uh I mean, Hugo's had, like, a connection with all of them. I know all these boys through Hugo, do you know what I mean? Apart from Dan, like, Dequay was my mate. But, like, like we, me and Hugo connected through music originally. And, like, you know, like you said before, like, when you just had those moments when you all just connected, that was me and Hugo when we first met. Like, and I didn't realise Hugo was just going to be this joke where that we've got exactly two different walks of life, two different parts of London, yeah? But exactly the same sense of humour, and it just clicked. And that chemistry is the same chemistry that's, that is the chemistry we've got on a fucking film in Japan. Do you know what I mean? When we're in character. Yeah, definitely. I, I would say that um, with you at first, I remember I remember meeting you and thinking that you were a character and then you called me and you were like, yeah, you know those beats you gave me? Like, I do want them and don't take it the wrong way that I don't want them because I do, but don't wait around for me to do it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no, that's perfect because that's literally my life. And then, <laughs> and then I think from then on, then it was like, no, I'll come and do these tunes. That was kind of like the reason to meet yeah. up. But then after a few times, that was out the window. One just... more thing I want to ask you: How yeah. long did it take? Because again, this is, this is for oh, for the younger viewers, if there is any. Yeah, of course. They're all like <laughs> twenty-five. Yo, anybody doing shit here? Yeah. How long did it take you from your idea in the bedroom to how successful it became? Um, and how much effort and graft did you have to put in? A lot, bro. It's still going on now, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, t- to be honest, the idea from the... And that's what I was saying before. You know, when you when you got people like, what's your 10-year plan? Or, what's the end got? Like, fuck that. Because it's never going to... It's not going to happen. You're going to be looking there and you'll... You'll be looking upwards and you'll trip up. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just about doing bit by bit and surrounding yourself by people that are like-minded as well. Like, collaboration, like, for me, is super important. I wouldn't have got anything done. I didn't think anything was possible. Do you know what I mean? I met these boys. We started talking about this idea. A few months later, someone bring... Asim used to film hood videos. So he had a camera. Jabad. He's, you know, we filmed little things here and there. Oh, does it work? Yeah, that's kind of funny. Oh, our friends find it funny. Then their friends find it funny. You know, and then it just built up. And, and the, the short story is basically we put it on YouTube. And after about three years of just doing this for free, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then then people start getting in touch because our work was speaking for itself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and fortunately, it 
like it never stops really does it like there's always emails and conversations and things that have to be done on the go constantly and Um, ours was a slow burner man but I think that's the best way yeah I don't think we've reached the peak yet I didn't even know you released on YouTube beforehand yeah but yeah. this is this is before the stuff you've seen it was all webisodes that we done just ourselves and not we didn't write it it was all improv that's what you're saying about the freestyling like we yeah, could all yeah. Hugo used to freestyle as well like really he just won't say talk about that but like yeah no we, I, was, I was shit but yeah nah, I did I participated no, you, you, but yeah, yeah. saying it's, that I would never freestyle in front of anyone ever only in my mind right yeah, like, yeah. If you made it sort of comfortable to go yeah yeah just make a twat out of yourself it's fine yeah, I don't spitting, care. Man. Yeah, I'm, yeah, gonna, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm coming in after <laughs> yeah yeah but like yeah that's it man it's just everything we learned earlier just trying oh yeah and bro like prank calls and stuff like that all this stuff we didn't realise that that was us developing these characters but it was just through terrorising do you know what I mean did you do prank calls yeah yeah bro early I get messages from people from my school from back in the day who go oh man I remember when you called like my friend Ben from school messaged me like, I remember when you called um, a bouncy castle company and <laughs> booked it for over the road and then you called them up and then got them to call them back. And I was like, fuck, did I do that? That's really good. <laughs> you know, man, I, I still do crank calls. I used to do this one way. Say I'm like outside a restaurant in a car just chilling for some reason. <laughs> and... I phoned the number around the restaurant and I could see the people sitting in there. <laughs> and I'd call and I'd say, hi, um, I need to speak to my dad. He's sitting there, his phone's dead. But he's in there, he's wearing this colour shirt sort of thing, this and that. Do you know what I'm saying? And they used to like, we used to watch it, brother. And the guy would like, walk all the way to the guy and say, his son's on the phone. The guy would take the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get a kick out of that shit, bro. Like, bro I love shit like that. <laughs> yeah, so do I. <laughs> but yeah, hey, listen, man. man. On that note, brother, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you so much for your time, bro. Yeah, that's fucking you, sick. Man. Oh, yeah, last question. Yeah. Are you our new best friend? 100%. I'm trying to be the fourth member, either the sixth member of Corrupt FM or the fourth of Taste Come on. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Real talk, Sick shit, man. It's been an honour. Nah, thank you, brother. Really appreciate your yeah, time, thank man. thank you very much. Everyone inside, make some noise for Yassine Rose. This is the outro. See you later. And good luck. Stay lucky, boy. Stay lucky, boy. And there you have it. How you feeling? I think that was an instant classic. That was an instant clap. You're glowing. Yes, my uh, webcam has a red light. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, no, I mean, I meant in a good way. You're, you're glowing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that was yeah. a journey, man. Sort of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I felt like I was topless on a horse in this sort of sedan desert. Nice. What more could you ask for? Exactly. Right, no, he's shout out Yassine, man. Uh, yeah. He's a G. He's a sick storyteller as well, man. Yeah. Amazing. I love that he books flights with no return. I respect that. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. That says something about him. He's willing yeah. to take risks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Always trust someone like that. that doesn't book a return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Well, uh, you lot, uh, if you don't know Yassine Rose, check his music. Um, everything's on Spotify. Yeah. You've got Brom Life, Life and Times. 
Life and Times 2. 3310 is his latest project that he dropped. Yeah. Check that out. Go stream it Much all. Much more to come from him in the future. Is it? Yeah. Go watch the video for I Don't Know Why as well. Hard. Mm. Hard. All right. From Town Classics. And then if you lot are good, 2022, you're going to have me, Hugo and Yassine in a video topless on the back of horses. I can't wait for that. Exactly. What color is your horse? Green. <laughs> I'm dying. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nice one, bro. Safe, man. Are we actually going to sign off, yeah? Yeah. Well, no. We'll say bye now and then we're going to sign off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Just space bar and logic? Yeah, yeah. Done. Oh, yeah. Also, we forgot to say that uh, you lot must like and subscribe as well, apparently. Yeah, yeah. just click just click just on click it. It's on real it. easy. Lift your finger, yeah. drop it when you see the like or subscribe Done. it. Done. All right? Done. Yeah. Also, follow us on Instagram uh, and our new Twitch account because we will be doing live episodes on Twitch every now and then. So keep an eye out. Mm-hmm. Both of them are the chatting shit podcast. That's the chatting shit podcast. All right? So follow us on both of them. And also, if you've got any questions, anything you want us to talk about, uh, hit us up on the email. That's chattingshit1 at gmail.com. Nice one. Sweet. Yeah? Yeah. See you later. See ya. Hey, yo! Will everyone shut the fuck up? I want to give a crazy, stupid, dope fly shout out to everyone involved in this podcast. No, fuck that. Who's the brain that produces this show, man? Man like Rupert Magending. And who's the audio editor? James Torrance, check it. House. Who's the video editor? Ha ha, James Lord. And who does all the uh, illustrations? It's Alice and the Ink. Mad on the visuals, bruh. Shout out all the posse down at ACAS Laboratory. Am I right, hustler? You're not wrong, Playboy Valentino. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.